This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. Combining disparate systems after a merger or acquisition is never easy for any institution. In today's environment, it's even more challenging. The risk of data loss and online security gaps is heightened when email platforms and networks undergo major overhauls. And it's often easy for security vulnerabilities to databases and systems to get overlooked. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with Phil Romero, Senior Security Architect for First Technology Federal Credit Union, which recently completed a $4.75 billion merger with Addison Avenue Credit Union. Phil, your institution recently faced some of the challenges we've talked about more and more over the last two years that result after mergers and acquisitions, ensuring databases and platforms are secure. Could you give our audience a little background about your credit union and the merger, such as when it took place and maybe some of the challenges that you faced? Um, Well, legally, we became uh, uh, First Technology Federal Credit Union January 1st of this year. Uh, but operationally, we merged databases over the Memorial Day weekend, um, with June 1st being our first day of operations on our newly combined database. Um, the major challenge, uh, obviously, with a merger of this size is you know, keeping all of the data secure. Now, your institution currently has 38 branches and 335,000 members, spanning a relatively large geographic area, at least larger than it was before the merger. What challenges did you face when it came to ensuring that sensitive member data was not compromised during the move? Um, as with any uh, merging company, we had to figure out how to best uh, protect confidential data uh, that's being exchanged throughout the merger process. Uh, as our members would expect, both our institutions had established data protection processes and systems in place prior to mer- uh, any merger activity. Um, we just needed to ensure these processes and systems were adjusted relative to the merger activity and used throughout the planning uh, and conversion process to ensure our members' data was protected at all times. And did you find it to be challenging when it came to disparate systems? I mean, were the platforms relatively similar between the two credit unions? Um, Well, right. Disparate systems would have been a problem. Uh, Fortunately for us, both institutions were on the same core financial platform. Um, we were also uh, on the same infrastructure platforms. Uh, so aligning those two was relatively easy. Um, the biggest challenge we had to face was obviously the volume of data uh, that was being processed. Um, so we needed to coordinate that in a way not to, one, adversely affect our members or expose any uh, confidential data. Now, the advent of web-based mail social networking and cloud-based services has given rise to classified data exposure, whether that's intentional or by mistake. What steps did you take to mitigate exposure risks? Um, Well, although uh, constantly evolving, web-based risks are not a new threat. Uh, Like most prudent companies today, uh, we use products like firewalls, intrusion prevention systems, uh, internet content filtering systems, uh, data leakage protection systems, Uh, and email scanning and filtering systems to help mitigate risks uh, we're exposed to via Internet-based sites and services. Um, We just needed to ensure, you know, we continued running and managing these systems um, that were already in place. Now, I've asked you before about some of the disparate systems and and platforms, and it sounds like 
you had a relatively easy job. But when it comes to some of these issues about protecting member data, um, did you have gaps at all in maybe merging the technology or ways that you were communicating with members? The, the company that we merged with, Addison Avenue merged with, um, First Tech out of the Northwest, they had already been outsourcing uh, their, their data services. So they were on the same platform as us, but the company was, there was an external company running their, their, their database and servers. That said, it didn't make it more difficult to merge that just because it was outsourced. Being on the same platform, uh, having the same data structure, like I said, we were fortunate. Um, there are other emerging companies that I've seen coming up where they're on completely different core platforms and having to restructure data um, based on disparate systems would, would definitely be uh, extremely challenging. It just made sense to work with the technology we already had in place. Sure. And then during the merger, Phil, you were dealing with more than 50,000 merger-related emails that you had to route and encrypt. Can you tell us a little bit about that process? Yeah. Well, electronic communications played a large part in the planning process. Um, foremost in the planning process was the need to ensure that our merger planning activity stayed secure and confidential data uh, exchange during the process would not be exposed uh, through standard email transport processes. Um, we use uh, our data leakage protection systems uh, to identify merger-specific communications uh, in addition to normal uh, confidential identifiers uh, to ensure communications were routed via a secure email transport. Data leakage protection systems are designed to identify uh, you know, types of information and identifying the merger-specific information was relatively easy um, with the system we use. And these emails were all related to executives or employees within the credit unions themselves, right? These were not emails that were going to members. Uh, no, but our um, member communication um, does also go through the same secure transport, and any confidential information that we exchange with members uh, is always secured via the same process. Um, we just configured it specifically for um, the merger activity to make sure that that was uh, caught every time. And when you take a step back, Phil, and look at how everything played out when you were going through this merger, what was the most challenging part of the merger? Was it merging email platforms, for instance, or was it databases? Um, well, as previously stated, both our institutions were on the same platform uh, going into the merger. Uh, so what I, ha I would have to say, um, based on sheer volume, merging the database was definitely the most challenging part of our process. Uh, when merging that many accounts into a single database, uh, we had to ensure every I was dotted and every T was crossed. Um, I can't go into the specifics of details, uh, but we ensured our members' databases uh, were protected at all times. And what steps did you take to ensure that employee access to sensitive files was limited as a way to ensure that information was protected, either from an intentional or unintentional leak? Well, access control lists and uh, data leakage protection systems um, we're standard at both institutions. So all we needed to do was ensure we managed our systems and processes consistently throughout our merger activities. Um, you can think of ACLs as explicit controls of data to allow only authorized activities and DLP systems um, as the catch-all to ensure unintentional leaks don't occur. Uh, having these in place prior to any merger activities made uh, adjustment for merger-specific needs uh, significantly easier. 
And what about reliance on third-party service providers? How did you work with those types of providers to enhance security during the merger? Um, well, since we don't make technology, all of our IT could be considered third-party. Um, and the security around any application uh, would, you know, uh, would rely on uh, the vendors that provide those uh, applications and systems. Um, this would include core, you know, core operating systems, um, applications that update patching uh, for known bugs or security exposures. Vendors also provide definition updates for things like antivirus applications, uh, web content categories for content filtering applications, um, and data classification structures for DLP systems. Uh, we, like most companies, rely on third parties to provide these uh, updating services on a regular basis to enhance our security. Now, you make a good point, Phil, when you talk about the reliance on third-party service providers. This is something that's come up quite often over the course of the last several months as we've been anxiously awaiting the release of the new FFIEC guidance. And mm -hmm. you kind of hit the nail on the head here. Um, a lot of institutions do rely on service providers to be the ones to provide those updates, to, to provide those patches. And it plays such a critical role in enhancing security. Um, are there any checks and balances from your perspective, or is it just a good trusted relationship that you have with these service providers to know that they're keeping you up to date? Um, well, we do um, monitor uh, vulnerabilities uh, from independent reporting companies. Um, we do testing uh, internally to ensure any of the patches that are being applied uh, don't adversely affect our systems. Um, unfortunately, in the past, um, security patching uh, has uh, inadvertently broken uh, an application's functionality in some instances. Um, you know, so the, the checks and balances um, need to really be on, on both sides. One, we need to be diligent enough to apply uh, the security patches in a timely manner, but ensure that it, it, it works the way it's intended to work. We've got a you know, fully staffed uh, QA department that makes sure we validate all of our applications, um, including patching, uh, before it's implemented into production. Uh, this is, again, a, an attempt to mitigate any uh, adverse action um, that our members would see. And before we close, Phil, what final thoughts would you like to leave our audience with when it comes to ensuring that data is not exposed or that risks are mitigated when it comes to mergers and acquisitions? Well, um, I think in, in, in closing, I think I would just like to reinforce um, that technology isn't so much a solution, uh, it's not a silver bullet, as much as a tool and resource um, that we need to use. And just like any tool and resource, we need to manage it properly. The, the, the security features of products um, and applications available are, are there for us to consider and use, not to blindly implement and, and think that we're safe. Um, we really need to, uh, one, identify uh, the information that's important to us to protect and manage our systems accordingly. I'd like to thank you again for your time today. We've just heard from Phil Romero of First Technology Federal Credit Union. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten. This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. 
For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.bankinfosecurity.com.